Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon. Hey everyone, Hurricane Liz here, back for another Professor Podcast. And I've got, as usual, my sidekick, Howie, the man, the myth, the legend, the professor himself on with me. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to go over the details of how you can hear not only our guests today, but 12 other brilliant speakers for the very first time. Most of them are for the first time. A couple of them, we've, we've already been there, done that, but they are backed by popular demand. And these brilliant men and women will actually dive deep into some strategies and tactics that are, they are using on Amazon right now that is crushing it in 2020 and beyond. And I, for one, Howie, am super stoked about that. I, as usual, will, will be the MC. So I literally cannot wait. As the last one, I learned so much information and tactics that I was able to implement into my Amazon business and see an immediate result that I am stoked again to hear these guys and gals um, particularly a couple of them. One of them is on here today, but how excited are you, Howie, for this second ever annual Professor's PPE event, which I'll explain here in a minute. Again, every single event that I, I, um, I'm on, I, we create, is really, really fascinating to me because we get to like learn also, I, I learn also about other people tactics other big sellers are using or are some of the even the big providers are using that that they tell us a lot of the inside tricks and hacks that will really help a lot of the sellers so i really am enjoying all these events that we're doing virtually because now there's like a lot of, we, no one really have an excuse that they can't join because it's it's too far or not but and also the speakers, so we get like really good speakers now because I can actually uh, have any speaker that I want because they actually don't need to fly. And uh, right now, the, the guest that we're going to tell you guys about is one of the guests that I was uh, always wanted to uh, have on at one of our events. So we'll let this introduce. Yeah, I'm excited for this gentleman. And I will not butcher his name because I found a shortcut as to how to actually pronounce it earlier. But this gentleman has long been in the actual Amazon community, and he's doing things that no one else has thought of doing. He's been doing this for quite some time. And earlier, he talked to us a lot about how really big sellers on Amazon are using a lot of these techniques. So you guys and gals want to make sure you pay close attention to what he's got to deliver for you. But without further ado, let me introduce you guys to our guest. He is a founder of a tool called Zon Tracker, which I know probably many of you savvy ladies and gentlemen out there actually already use this, but he's none other than Dr. Yev. So Dr. Yev, usually, for, first of all, welcome to Howie's podcast here, but usually we like to take all the brand new people through this introductory thing. Everybody's required to do this, but no pressure whatsoever. Don't feel pressured at all, but I want you to pretend that you're on an elevator and you have just seen Howie on the elevator with you. As I call him Howie, everybody else knows him as uh, the Professor Howard Ty, but I call him Howie. You're with Howie on an elevator, and you have two minutes to tell him what is extraordinary about you and why he should make you one of the headliners at the second ever annual Professor's Pandemic event. So you got two minutes, Dr. Yev. I think you can do it. Thank you. Uh, it's a long elevator ride. <laughs> well, I, I would start with... 
Uh, first of all, I was I was looking at the the PP event and different speakers, and one of the things I realized is that I noticed like quite a bit of people that have actually uh, used my software or different tools. So it's one of the things where uh, like other speakers at the events that people like have brilliant ideas or have accomplished really uh, great things. Where I had a lot of discussions with some of them about just like really advanced stuff, like things that like if you start posting about or talking about it. Like, I don't know if it's going to be useful to most people because it's just like these questions that go so deep. So it's one of those things that I'm always trying to think of questions that like maybe even aren't relevant right now or in a, or in a couple of months. It's something just like, what is something out there that we can test that could be relevant that way at some point it may be valuable or maybe Amazon is thinking about it or they're implementing, execute, executing it. So what are the leading edge, uh, the cutting edge brand? brands like what are those brands that want to start uh testing it even sooner uh, being ahead of the curve so it's one of those things that i've always done is trying to innovate that's one of the things where it may or not be useful but you have to start innovating because at some point 10 percent of it is going to be really useful so it's one of those things where uh, i guess like you asked me to like do a humble brag where a lot of other speakers at the event are actually like using my software so, so i'm having a lot of very insightful discussions, looking at data that most people don't see, and then being able to see that across a variety of brands that are, um, I think the interesting part is, I think it's at the end of the elevator ride where I'll say that, that about half of the brands where they're like really focused on like ranking, everything Amazon ranking related. And the other half of the brands are like, uh, like what's the best way to say? It's like legit brands where they have a solid website branding and they're focused on their website. They just happen to have an Amazon store and that's where a lot of spillover traffic goes. So they're trying to leverage like this full e-commerce ecosystem to amplify their whole brand and Amazon is part of that. Yeah. So I think a lot of the like websites or Shopify people, they call it the halo effect, the halo effect where the spillover you're talking about. So that is like, this is like crazy. Like I have like some of my, I guess, members of our, one of our masterminds or at least our society, they have they do like over a hundred and something million in sales on Shopify and about 20% of it goes or 10 to 20% of it goes a halo effect goes to into the, the Amazon side, you know, so that they can people like search for it and then buy it. And then instead of to just trying to get that two day shipping or the prime shipping and stuff that mm-hmm. that's interesting. So I know, I, I know what you're kind of an expert on, but uh, let me tell, tell me about more of the, like what, what would you um, tell our audience, like, what were your foremost expertise in, like, the whole entire, like, Amazon domain? Can you kind of explain exactly what, because everyone has a, a, like, a particular, like, like really, really uh, good skill set. We want to let everyone know what's your skill set that is very, that makes you stand out out of everyone else. Of course. And it's one of those things where you kind of have to go at different levels of what those skills are, how each brand or seller is uh, trying to master Amazon and trying to get sales or trying to expand off of Amazon. So I feel like some of these skills um, I'll mention are kind of like these different, these different levels. So essentially, like my background is more from like analytics and data science. So that's the approach that I take on anything that I'm looking at. So, uh, so it's, so it's looking at how is Amazon tracking everything, integrations, data, algorithms. So I would say like that first like, skill or expertise is in the area of 
understanding the Facebook algorithm because for the Amazon algorithm, which I think most Amazon sellers are like very savvy in, like how can you amplify it with the Facebook algorithm? So it's being able to connect uh, uh, the two different pieces. So like that one expertise area is knowing like enough about both as opposed to just one. So it's how the Facebook algorithm works and how to uh, leverage it to amplify the Amazon algorithm. And then the, the second part of that is um, like integrations. Like one is how can you actually amplify them, each other, and when do you make those decisions? So this is very important that a lot of um, like sellers, advertisers, marketers don't think about is what is the right order when you do something? For example, do you send traffic to Amazon first, to your website, the retargeting audience to Amazon? It's like, what is the order of operations? Because depending on when you send which ad to the right person at the right time or the wrong person at the wrong time, it's going to affect conversion rates. So it's thinking about that customer journey, the funnel, and what are those dynamics between Facebook and Amazon? So I'd say that's the second part. It's like that very um, uh, like customer journey approach to, to, the, to, to, the, to the ranking. So um, the, the third part is I've always been talking about Facebook ads and more recently about Google ads. That's just because being able to uh, just like figure out certain like hacks and features and kind of like using the APIs and kind of like in both of those. So uh, like specifically platform wise, it's Facebook ads and Google ads. So it's talking about those areas and how to amplify them for growing your audience and then amplifying Amazon. So then the, the third, well, no, that's already three. <laughs> the, the fourth area. So this is, I mentioned where like my background is in analytics. So it's trying to find unique metrics that you just like don't even think exist. And this is where uh, it's essentially like, well, what are some of those metrics? How can you combine certain metrics where you have an advantage over everything else? Because you see patterns that you just typically don't look at those, those numbers. And, and this is an example, like with geo ranking or combining like inventory with distance or different, different types of KPIs in marketing to know that certain ads are better than other ads. So it's kind of like a non-conventional ways of applying analytics. So I would say like those, maybe it's a little bit ambiguous, but I would say like those are the topics of then how to amplify an Amazon brand. So, so, so right now, like out there in the, in the Amazon, like these influencers or the people that are out there that talks a lot on, you know, that we see, like you're one of them that I was always wanted to like talk to. And we did talk to each other like, hey, when are you going to, when do you have time? Let's, uh, let's talk and stuff. That, that was interesting that we were like in chatting and we were talking about little, little stuff here and there. But I, 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 I kind of um, like saw some of your stuff that you uh, just spoke about as well as geo-targeting and the other Facebook and Google where you can actually track those orders and stuff like that. I thought it was pretty innovative. So I also want to know, like, so how do you, like, because you're a doctor and I'm a professor, I'm actually graduating computer science and engineer. So I, uh, I'm into data and data science and those and machine learning is what I'm really very fascinated about. So can you tell me how do you think outside the box compared to other people or experts? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a big question. <laughs> this is like I could talk about like all day because this is, it's a little bit conceptual and it's, it's how I think and how I get things done and then how the innovation happens in terms of like software features. So essentially, uh, like the quick version is that my background is in environmental science. So I was looking at ecology. So just interaction between ecosystems, organisms. So that's what I studied. So like the doctor is kind of like 
not the useful medical doctor, but more about like academic type of like doctor and research. So anytime I ask a question, it's how are things connected? It's like, what is the connection, the interconnections, the dynamics between any type of element? So for me, it was like an environmental science. And then when I got into marketing, it's the same thing. What are all of those connections? So that's how I started asking questions about like algorithms, like interactions. What are the consequences of doing something in marketing now, how it's going to be affected later, lifetime value. So thinking outside the box, this is where seeing those connections as far as possible. This is what I do. It's actually part of my routine when I'm thinking of uh, like a feature or a marketing campaign or like, like within an Amazon brand or, or I'm talking with brands like what's a marketing campaign. The first thing I do is an actual exercise of how can you think outside the box? It's like, what is the most unlikely scenario but it's to like stretch your reality as far as possible because when you know right what is the possibility of the types of customers you want to attract so it's like this exercise like what is the farthest thing out there or the same thing about what marketing channels you want to use do like how do you want to diversify ranking by going like within facebook or across marketing channels like facebook google so then this usually comes back to amazon brands like all right i'm doing some ranking campaigns and i'm just like running this type of many chat flow well, the first question is, it's kind of like that innovation question. It's like, first, stretch that reality as far as possible. Like, what are the 10 ways you can do that ranking campaign? Because like, one, you could send people to, to desktop, to another channel, then they come back and then they do some other steps. So it's like, what are all of these possibilities where you could send traffic to an influencer site and have them post something that's kind of like some sort of instructions to, like, to make the Amazon purchase and then they come back or, or they come back from a different site but that's all going into like ranking campaigns. So it's like, first you have to like stretch that. So I, I have that exercise where, all right, like I want to come up with a new feature, new metric. What is like the, the far extreme thing that's maybe like unrealistic or maybe not even useful just so then I, then I come back down to earth and then it's like, all right, what is the most simple version of that? As long as I keep in mind, what is the most complex version? That way it may be like the next iteration that we don't understand yet, but then you know that you may need to applied um, in, in like the next, uh, the next iteration of your campaign. Um, so that's kind of like the process of like thinking outside the box. It's applying that like environmental science perspective. Like what is the integration and the, the system, how it's all connected? Yeah, like uh, when, oh sorry, uh, when, when I do talk to like Anthony, I, I, we talked a lot. We talk about all these crazy stuff, you know, like what if we could get this to work? What if we could do that? You know, like how we were just talking about this, this, this big, huge, complete system, you know, all, all in one and all that crazy stuff. And then afterwards we get, okay, let's see what we could roll out first, one at a step <laughs> at a time, you know? So I, I'd love to hear what you say. So I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, Liz, go ahead. Oh, that's right, Howie. So one thing, Dr. Yev, that I noticed when you talk is it's, you have such a uh, love for the, all, all, this, all these topics that you're talking about. You could see it in your energy. You could see it in your face, and you're super fired up about talking about it all. Like you said, you could be here a whole day talking about how you think outside the box. But the question that I had for you is going to make you think a little bit. I know you mentioned already four different ways that you actually – feel that you're an expert in like the foremost four ways that you're an expert in, but what three to five topics do you feel that you could talk about for at least 30 minutes during the professor's pandemic event? That's absolutely going to wow the crowd. Yeah. Great question. And I'm actually really excited about this part because I want to share some things that I either like never share or like very rarely share because 
I kind of like asked around different people about like, all right, like Howard's asking me like potentially like to talk. So it's like, have, have you seen one of his talks before or his audience? Like what kind of things do people talk about? And then it kind of like gave me freedom to talk about uh, like maybe uh, things that are uh, like, what's the best way to say it? Where like, uh, because I have a software, I have to be like as white hat as possible just because like Amazon is like uh, paying attention or maybe paying attention to really kind of like audit, like audit the software to make sure like everything is good. So like for me, I'm like, this is an opportunity for me to like not connect it to my software, but talk about things that like that my, my software doesn't do, but that's in the realm of possibility of like doing really fascinating stuff where Amazon may think it's like gray hat or black hat, but it's just like data analytics, things that are like very extreme and interesting that a lot of brands are doing and kind of like at their own risk. And it's not like far black hat, it just kind of like depends on your interpretation. So one thing I'm excited about is kind of like stretching this possibility of what uh, like any brand for themselves determines like what's gray hat, like what's allowed in terms of Amazon data protection policy or, or different um, or, or TOS. Uh, and because I deal with like Facebook and Google ads, it usually comes down to kind of like uh, either like data protection policy or the privacy of like the Amazon customers or off Amazon, Amazon customers. So I'm going to talk about things that are uh, like, like one of the things I'm really excited about is what like some brands are doing what you could be doing that's it's kind of like stretching that realm but it's ways of like really effectively doing facebook targeting and doing facebook ads in a way where it's like oh like oh is there like privacy concern with that but you know each brand has to be careful but it's essentially like there's ways that i publicly talk about kind of like getting audiences and kind of like doing like how you're targeting ads things like that that everybody always hears but there's a few things where uh, like in a couple of years, I've really like never heard anyone talk about. So I want to share a couple of those things that's basically like audience and like Facebook ad targeting related. Um, so that's one of them. I got excited talking about that and then I forgot the rest of the question. Uh, oh, okay. Like three to five topics. So, so that was kind of like one example. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so, take your time, take your time, Dr. Jeff. I know you're excited to talk about all these things. Like I said, I could just see it in your energy. I could see it in your excitement, but uh, take your time. If you need a couple more minutes to figure out what exactly you'd be wanting to talk about. Yeah, so aside from that one, that's very like Facebook ad targeting hacks. So then the other ones would be is, I usually see um, how I mentioned before, this diversity of Amazon brands because I'm kind of like coming in from a software perspective, I have a broad view. So uh, like one advantage is that I interact with so many agencies. So as opposed to how one agency may have certain processes that they use, it's like, here's the best practices, I, I see and interact with agency, like a lot of agencies. So I see the diverse best practices where like this brand or agency may be doing it this way and it's working really well and some other agency completely opposite way and it's working well. So I can like connect the, uh, those pieces and talk about what are the analytics that some brands and some agencies use. And uh, it's like, you don't need software for this, it helps, but you can do this all yourself. So essentially what are ways where uh, like, how do you actually combine the data? What data do you look at? And it's things like, you know, like combining uh, like add to cart and purchases, looking at normalized ratios. There's kind of like simple stuff with custom metrics, but in a way where what, one of the things that I've never talked about is, is how to do proactive attribution ads. Uh, like I actually have to decide how much I want to talk about it because I've never actually talked about this part. And it's a way of how can you like, like plug in that leaky bucket of attribution there's certain things that you can do of making sure that like essentially you have to, you have to track 
Like I know people talk about ranking, but for the ranking to be effective, you have to do tracking effective. And that's kind of like my jam is like, what are things related to tracking that way you can then make better decisions for your ranking to be effective. So, so that, so that topic is specifically of like, what are the different sources of attribution that you're able to do? And there's some that I've always talked about and some is like, all right, like, you know, some brands, they have eBay presence. You run a Facebook ad to Amazon or to your website. And then some people go and shop on eBay anyway. It's like, it's a very small percentage. It's like 1% of all brands, but, it, but like you plug in the leaky bucket that way. But there's like six other methods that three other ones commonly that I talk about, but then a couple more that uh, it's just like, I only see the most advanced brands doing it. And I feel like maybe because they have uh, like more resources or they're more experimental, like sometimes small brands, like don't have a lot of like resources or team members, but they're very experimental. So they actually may have an advantage over big brands of experimenting with a certain method of being able to, um, like how they're looking at their Facebook data to make decisions, how they're adding in certain bidding strategies to be able to, uh, like just making sure that Facebook sees them as a more valuable advertiser than other advertisers. Um, so that's getting a little bit more into Facebook algorithm and some of those, some of those tactics on uh, making that more effective. So, so, uh, so that's a couple more. Um, let me know like how much more like more detail you want me to give as the like three to five topic examples. Yeah, I thought you. I thought that was plenty. Like you, you really have a tremendous arsenal of information to give out to people. And I just wanted to thank you for even be, to be willing to do that. I'm sure people would love to already hear about every single topic you mentioned. So I, for one, know it's going to be difficult for Howie and I to pick something to say, hey, doctor, you have to talk about this because like I said, I could just see it in your, vo- in your, in your face. I could see it in your excitement, in your actions. And the excitement in your voice as well just tells me that they're all topics that you absolutely love. So it's going to be difficult enough with those, Dr. Yev, so you don't even have to worry about continuing to move forward with that. But let me ask you another question. It's a little bit going back to something you said earlier, but you mentioned earlier that a lot of these big brands, and it was kind of how we mentioning it to have a lot of this spillover traffic. Could you explain to me any kind of trends that you see big brands moving towards right now in terms of paid traffic as like, where are they sending it to? Are they sending it straight to their sites now? Are they sending it to the many chat flows? Are they sending it to their Amazon listings? Like where exactly are the big brands putting all their money right now? Yeah, this is, you have to take as most customer centric approach as possible. This has the highest chance of success, meaning that it's as targeted of a landing page as possible for the exact demographic, for the exact problem that is being solved, for for what solution that your product is solving. So it's essentially, it's a Facebook ad to some sort of uh, funnel asset that you control, meaning that it might be a landing page, it may be uh, like some some sort of chatbot, like this, this part varies across brands, there's like no patterns. Is it many chat? Is it a landing page? Is it like their Shopify page that they made their homepage look like a landing page? That varies a bit, but it's an asset that you control that is very deep into like the psychology of the buyer. So it's like that very specific uh, product. Like that's the most scalable. This is where there's like just tons of brands that are spending tens of thousands of dollars per day on Facebook ads of getting sales that way, uh, like through their website. And then like that spillover traffic where like example Howard said, where it's like, you know, some brands are maybe 20% halo effect. Uh, like it's usually like 12% for most brands. So if you're like 10 to 15% spillover traffic, 
and your Amazon is getting amplified, getting like ranked indirectly, like that's a huge bonus, but you have more control um, like overall with Facebook ad than an Amazon ad, just because like there's more creative, uh, more like creatives you can change. There's more things you can test on the Facebook side. So that's the most scalable that I've seen with the highest chance of success. And that's to a, a very like niche down landing page that's on your, on your site. The follow-up after that, this is either through email or on the thank you page or even like whether it's an exit pop-up or a, a follow-up ad, this is where you can bring in more of an Amazon element. So this is very common too. And this is for brands that are like want more action on Amazon as opposed to their, their website. This is where you start bringing in language that's Amazon related or offers. Then your product and offer strategy and your pricing strategy on Amazon versus your website starts kicking in. Uh, kicking in. So this is uh, like other group of, of sellers, but what's not like I said, kind of things that are working. What's like not working is Facebook ad directly to Amazon. Like some brands have figured this out, but the only brands that have figured this out is because they spent like thousands of dollars on experimenting every day to find the ads that are converting and tracking in so many different ways, just to have a high enough conversion rate where it's not like junk traffic. So this is like really hard to figure out. Some brands have, but your chance of success is like 10 times higher if you have some sort of like funnel process in between that. Um, so it's like, you know, yes, people talk about, you know, growing your audience and building your email list, but uh, tra uh, traffic to Amazon is uh, like, it's possible, but I just don't see like most brands converting on that. Okay. So, yeah, I, I love it that you're here because uh, we could always beforehand we could we geek out onto uh, Amazon and other external traffic and stuff like that. So a lot of the people that we're having on, on this, this PPE 2.0 that we're having is actually a lot of talk. We talk about a lot of external traffic and other new strategies that we didn't never talk about before. So this is, so this is one reason why we kind of have you on. And I, I also want to ask you another question. What kind of problems do you see Amazon sellers are right now in 2020 that's having? Go ahead. Uh, what types of problems Amazon uh, sellers will be having. So this is where, uh, like, the, I hear a lot of people saying something like, I, I agree with this part, is that, like, like innovation will always happen, uh, meaning that, you know, even through, like, the current, like, pandemic and everything's happening. One of the things is that Amazon sellers are a very resilient bunch, like, right? Like, you guys know this, like, in, in our communities where a lot of sellers that, like, struggled, meaning that, they just happen to be in a travel category or something. A lot of those sellers are already onto something else or they partner with someone else. They already know the Amazon ecosystem. So they like adapted and they figured out and they're like another category or they adjusted their product and like maybe now it's back. So depending how much resilience they had. So, so like that opportunity for uh, like resilience innovation will, will be there. And I actually heard like Anthony Lee talking about this. Um, on, uh, I think like one of your other calls is that is that that opportunity to innovate will always, always be there. So the, there's actually a problem associated, associated with that is how much do you uh, like focus on a certain project that you're doing? So a product, um, a, a problem could be is that you're either not focusing enough or you're not diversifying enough. So you have to find that balance of when you're switching around about uh, like focusing on the product you're, you're, uh, that you're building. And at the same time, focusing on uh, kind of like a, a 
different level picture. So that way you're not stuck in what you're doing because maybe you're like in the wrong direction. Yes, you're focusing on it, like a certain product that you want to like grow, but you're like in the wrong direction. So you're focusing on it, it's just not going to grow. So you have to have that opportunity to be able to think about like this other perspective. And this is where um, some sort of like partnerships or collaborations could come in that kind of like expands your perspective on uh, making sure that you're like, not focusing in the right direction. So, um, so a little bit coming back to problems that Amazon sellers will face is that, is, is that because lifestyles are changing, there's so many things that are going to be changing, like with this new normal, there, there's not going to be like, here's how it works. Like that's not going to happen as much bef uh, as before. So it's like there's a new way of doing it all of the time. So it, it's going to be confusing for a lot of sellers, especially like for newer sellers. Like, all right, what do I do? Because the best practices that I'm hearing people say, maybe that applied a year ago, but now who knows what the best practices are because we're in a new normal, right? So I think the problem is going to be how do you adapt to an even more like changing environment? And I think for that, you have to get a lot into whether it's like personal development of like how, how do you deal with change that way you don't get like frustrated. Like it's, it's fine getting frustrated, stressed out, but you have to know how to like overcome that like really fast. So it's, so it's kind of those on the personal side of being able to like deal with this changing environment of how do you pick a product and then do marketing for Amazon products. So dealing with that because just think things are changing so much. And then the other part, what a lot of, um, this, can be, uh, this is a problem where a lot of Amazon sellers don't do this. Like, I feel like in, in our community, some do, and it's a lot of partnerships, collaborations, and maybe it's kind of like this closed off perspective where like, you don't want to share like keywords or products. So people like don't do that. But in a way, if you have two early Amazon sellers that have like very similar products, they're both starting out and they're spending, let's say $5,000 each or something, you know, that's kind of like, like manageable, like maybe they'll have success two separate brands, if they combine those $5,000 and it's $10,000 for a launch or a campaign, even if it's the same brand, like, yes, they're sharing success, but it's so much higher chance of that working out rather than doing it separately. So I feel like this problem is kind of like the lack of collaboration. And, and, and some people are very collaborative. So I don't know if it's a mindset thing or kind of like our Amazon ecosystem. So I think that's a problem that can be overcome in different partnerships where it doesn't give up like your full freedom. So I feel like uh, some of those problems. Um, I have a, a couple of other problems in mind that are more like technical from a Facebook standpoint. We can like, uh, get into that uh, after this example. No, that, that was good enough. That was uh, pretty good. Yeah, I've, I've always seen problems where like these Amazon sellers are all over the, you know, like Facebook asking questions and groups and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of them I see is they do ask questions, but a lot of them is they, it's hard to follow through It's for them. It's hard to to go and try new things. They have that roadblock on, hey, I'm kind of scared to try new things. I'm scared, you know. So right nowadays, I would say like for our masterminds, we have great content, right? They have to come in and try to learn these new things, these real new things that people are talking about that really works as well as execute, you know. That's the problem that I see a lot of them do. They're just like stuck on one thing, which is uh, the old old days, old style of stuff. But yeah, right now, like, like you say, there's all these new things out there. There's external traffic. There's all this stuff that people haven't even tried. They're still doing the old, like, search, find, buy rebates, you know, and uh, whatnot, right? It, it, it works, but it's diluting the value of it now. It's not working as much as before, right? Would you agree? Yeah. So one last question on my side right here is, so when we talked about problems, what about the opportunities you see in 2020 for Amazon sellers? Yeah, exactly. I was just thinking of like, all right, problems, but there's like always ways around it or there's uh, different solutions. So 
Um, specifically to um, highlight the last point where you're talking about whether it's Facebook ads and execution and trying stuff, this is where, like, this is on the solution side is that Facebook is still working, even though, um, like, right now, like, what we're, we're talking right now, like, in the past several weeks have been some of the worst weeks on Facebook ads for different reasons. Maybe it's because of, like, timing with, ele like, election and there's, um, in U.S., and then there's, uh, there's like so much stuff where so many media buyers are complaining about the worst Facebook performance ever. There was a time where it was actually like after the pandemic, things were like way up in terms of like Facebook, like in CPMs and costs were really great. Pa past couple weeks are like terrible because Facebook is probably experimenting something. But the reason I'm saying that is because there's still a percentage of brands that have better performance than before. So even though right now a lot of brands are talking about how things are like worse temporarily, some brands are succeeding through that. So it's like, what are those brands doing? There's always something you could do to have the opposite effect of what everyone else may be going through. And this is that experimentation or that ability to, you know, like Facebook ads, it's probably a bigger learning curve than, than Amazon because there's more you can do. So you have to have that mindset like, all right, I, I need to hire someone to help me with that. And this may be like MBA where maybe they don't know much, but at least they're going to save your time. So they could create a campaign for you and it may not be effective and they may do something that's like the old best practices and it's going to semi work, but it's going to give you time to think about, all right, like what is the next level of that? Um, so the opportunities is that like Facebook ads are always working. There's always something you can test that will, that will show you the data of like why something is performing well. Um, so this is one of the things to keep in mind is that like you'll always be able to do that. So that's the opportunities that no matter how bad things are, you can always test something in a unique way that's going to give you better performance than how anyone else is doing it. So that's kind of like a bit of optimism. That's always true in the, in the Facebook world. So, you know, like uh, a lot of the people that we have on, like I think Liz will really relate to what you have to say because she is really good with the outside, you know, Facebook ads and the funnels that you were talking about, the landing pages. I, I, you know, I, even Liz, I think she has her own like landing page kind of site, right, Liz? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like I, he's just blown me away with all the information he shared. So I, for one, am super fired up because I feel like a lot of people out there are doing the same thing. So I feel a lot of people out there have their own landing pages. They kind of don't know what the next steps to take. They've heard things about driving Facebook traffic to Amazon, but then they've heard not to do that. They've heard that that's a waste of time. So I think a lot of the an analytics that Dr. Uh, Yev has collected, a lot of the data he's collected is going to be extremely beneficial to anybody that participates in this. And like I said, I'm just kind of a noob when it comes to that, Howie. So you know that I'm always constantly testing. I love to run me some Facebook ads, but I also I have been banned <laughs> quite a few times. So I'm sure Dr. Yev can potentially relate to that, or he's had clients that have been banned on multiple occasions. So it's kind of a never ending battle with Facebook. So like I said, I'm, I'm fired up about all that information. Thank, thank you. And this is one of the things that I want to highlight is that like the topics that I, I like to connect them in some sort of system. So I'm going to be going from like this framework of like, what's like, what are you actually doing? Like, these are the hacks and the tactics. And then as you go uh, like deeper, like, how are you actually doing them? So that way it fits into strategies and framework. And then like the mindset that you have towards like executing on, on the Facebook ads uh, and applying that to Facebook and then separately for Amazon connecting the two, meaning that like, I, I want to like include the topic of ranking because it's like what we all want, right? It's like that topic and like, and the community already knows a lot of that. So it's like, how can you add a layer on top of it? Meaning that 
like, is there something we can be doing and tracking that we're not doing? And then the like insights, what insights analytics can you have to make what you're already doing more effective? So it's like, all right, data, maybe like don't talk about data too much. So, but I want to like give more of an insight and analytics perspective on data to kind of like simplify it, to make ranking more effective. And then um, like, in addition to those two, there's like, like just really advanced stuff, kind of like in the partnership realm. I kind of mentioned a few things, but it's to get brands to think outside of the box, kind of like the six to 12 month time frame of like, what else can you be doing to lead up to increasing chance of success? So I like to type, talk in these frameworks of like the hacks that I did, but how does it fit into a framework of you testing those hacks? That way it's not like, all right, I did a hack, it doesn't work. Well, that's because you're just supposed to test it in the framework and then move on to the next hack. So um, that's the kind of like the approach that, that I want to take for like a, like a mastermind detailed talk. Right. Yeah. Amazing stuff, Dr. Yev. I just wanted to thank you on behalf of Howie and I for participating in this podcast. I know a lot of the information that you already shared is going to wow some people, but I, for one, like I said, again, I can't say it enough. I sound like a broken record, but I'm looking forward to your talk for sure at the second ever annual Professor's Pandemic event. So thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. I know Howie does too. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed this talk. Amazing. So guys and girls listening right now, if you're excited to attend the second ever annual Professor's Pandemic event, and I wanted to say this much, the first one, the reviews were crazy. They were fire. There were people just up in arms saying how it had been the best online virtual Amazon event and one of the best Amazon events that they've ever attended. Not only for the fact that you've got these 12 to 13 experts sharing their strategies, and we're talking about multimillionaires as much as $50 million a year on Amazon, sharing the very strategies that they use in their business day in and day out. Not only for that, but for the fact that we took interacting and networking to a whole new level. So not only will you get to connect with the speakers and Howard himself, but you will also get to interact with your fellow mastermind attendees. There's going to be one-on-one interaction, virtual teams on there put together where you get to talk with other Amazon sellers and share your problems, your strengths, your weaknesses, and the strategies as well. And we will, as usual, crown the smartest ever. And I just want to remind people that a lot of people that have been crowned smartest marketer will be speaking at this event, including three sellers that make a combined $35 million per year on Amazon, and it's a three-man team. Howie, I know you're pumped up about that talk. Can you tell little pe- people a little bit more about that before we say goodbye here, and then we'll let people know the details about how to find more information about your event? So these, these well, I, I said it before with when Paul was on, Paul Harvey was on uh, the last call, but it was really about these three-person three te- three team that can get actually up to $35 million in sales. You think about it, that's efficiency right there. How, how, I've been into a lot of big sellers before. I've been to sellers that are making $650 million. I think that I was with you, right, Liz? With uh, Wonderful? Wonderful. And I've been to $1 million seller, $1 billion sellers plus offices and stuff. They have a lot of people. But you think about it. There's like 3,000 3, people or 4,000 people plus, but these guys are crazy. They're like a three-man team, and they're getting about $35 million. Divide that by three, that's over $12, $12 million, let's say $12 million per person in sales. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a three-man team, and we were at Ronderful, and they had 3,000 employees managing that. I think it was $600 million. 
but that was 3,000 people at their desk doing nothing but Amazon. So three-person team doing $35 million a year. I'm pumped about that. And as I said, 13 other experts. So if you want to find out more information, you want to head over to howardtie.com forward slash PPE and the number two. I keep forgetting that too. So for those of you that are going to PPE, we're also going to redirect it. But try and go to howardtie.com forward slash PPE2. This time, I did not remember because if I forget – Howie might give me a knuckle sandwich when I see him the next time live and in person. So I am not forgetting this time, but I look forward to seeing all you guys there. And to find out more information, we also will be having a webinar, which we'll talk about in a future podcast. So you want to make sure you don't want to miss any of these. But again, last one, howardtie.com forward slash PPE, the number two. Do not spell it out. Just put the number. But other than that, thank you so much, Dr. Yev. It's been amazing. And Howie, as usual, it's always amazing. I look forward to seeing both you guys at the event. And take care, everyone. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the Professor's Podcast, where we discuss the best strategies to massively improve the reach and bottom line of your business in the current virtual and economic landscape. Your host, Howard Tai, generates over $5 billion for his clients annually using innovative tactics both on and off Amazon.